Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 279, recording this live on October 23rd, 2023. And my name is Steve, and of course, I'm joined by Barry and Greg. Barry, how's it going? Going great. Happy to be here. Hello, everybody. And also, Greg, how are you doing? Things going pretty good. Sorry for the different background change, everyone, just because I'm <laughs> in my kitchen today because I have my daughter in the other room. So I know people are they're, they're they're so disappointed. I can I can tell I just yeah. from this, you know, the absorbing from the, the speakers and just the people are just cursing and going crazy. They're like, Greg, how dare you be in a different background? <laughs> you know, for some reason, I, I want a banana now, though. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, that was featured in Nintendo Direct, so I mean, there is a connection there, you know. So I can just be holding it up. Wrong set. Yeah. <laughs> hey, on episode 279, we're going to be talking all about Super Mario Brothers Wonder and several other news stories that have been coming out. An update on the Lego Animal Crossing, uh, a chance for you to go to Universal Studios and see Super Nintendo World uh, yourself for free from My Nintendo. Uh, several other games and holiday or Halloween uh, events and game giveaways and all that stuff that we'll be talking about. Also, uh, kind of an update from President Doug Bowser about uh, the future Switch, but not really. We'll get all to that in just a bit. But before we jump into any of that discussion, we just want to remind you to follow us over on social media at Nintendo Fuse. Uh, if you have not done that yet, please do that. And also, if you've never joined our Discord uh, server, be sure to go over there. It's a growing community that we have just to talk video games in between shows and so much more. The link is on the screen if you're watching the video version, but all those links are going to be in the show notes and the YouTube description as well. Speaking of that YouTube description, we are live right now as we record this on YouTube. You can jump in the live chat and let us know what all, what all the things that uh, we cover. You can let us know your thoughts as well, the games you've been playing and all those sort of things. If you have you know, never joined us live in the in the chat. We'd love to have you there. And if you're watching after the fact, you can use the comment section there on YouTube as well. But uh, yeah, we'd love to get into, as always, what we've been playing here at the very beginning. So kick us off, Barry. What have you been playing? Yeah, so uh, last podcast, I was gearing up for Wonder, and I was like, well, you know, I got two weeks. What should I do? So I actually played... A myriad of games, although they weren't all great. Uh, so I was still playing Pokemon Unite. Uh, that's a given. Uh, I did go back to Pokemon Scarlet again. There was a Ducidide raid, so I was able to get that. And it was the first one of these seven-star raids I actually soloed, which was really cool. And then I helped my wife get them as well. Uh, are, these are always challenging raids, but, but a lot of fun. And uh, then I decided to play a little Super Bomberman R2, which came out recently. <laughs> and about 15 to 20 minutes into it, I turned it off and said, no, nah, I'm done. Oh. And that saddened me because I'm a huge Bomberman fan. But one, they put tower defense in Bomberman. No, that's not what Bomberman is. And two, the most egregious thing is that enemies and yourself can now walk through bombs. And that's like one of the staples of the game. So when you're trying to defend... So you place bombs in the enemy's way, and the enemy just walks right through the bomb. It's like, um, no. 
that's a fundamental thing. Like you're supposed to trap yourself and kill yourself. Like that's part of the challenge is bomb placements. So with that out of the way, I'm like, yeah, I do not like what you did, Konami. I do not. This is not good. This is not not fun. So that was my short time with Super Bomberman R2. I uh, then went to Detective Pikachu Returns, which also just came out. And I wanted to finish this game. And I got halfway through it. And I stopped. And, and some people might be listening going, oh, is it because of the graphics? Now, the graphics are okay. You could tell this was a 3DS game. Graphics are fine. They're not the greatest. Fine. The problem is, is that I love detective games. Absolutely love them. And especially this year, we just had Master Detective Archives Raincoat come out, which is a fantastic game. And the thing that's great about those games is you get a mystery, whether it be a murder mystery or whatever, and you start to guess in your head who did it. And by the time you get to the conclusion, you've already gone through like 10 different suspects. Everything you thought in the beginning was 100% wrong. And that's half the fun is figuring it out and seeing how it all comes together and, and solving it. Detective Pikachu wants to be like that. The problem is, is they give you a mystery. The first thing you think of, oh, it must be this. It is that. But it takes you an hour worth of gameplay for the characters to suddenly realize this. And it's like, no, this is boring. I, it's this, it's it's this, like not, no joke. This is the truth. The first thing, because I don't think you guys are gonna play us, but the very first mystery, there's a missing item, and Pikachu comes across a Cramorant, who is complaining about a stomach ache. So logically, you think, well, maybe he swallowed it. It can't be that simple. No, it is that simple. But they don't just figure that out right there or help the poor Cramorant by rubbing his back or something and help him throw up the item. Instead, they say, why don't you come back to the mansion and waddle your way there in, in stomach ache and self-loathing and misery, and then we'll figure it out afterwards. The poor, poor guy's like dying. Like, but it, that was it. In the whole, you're going through the motions like, do I really have to go to the park now? I know it's right there in the Cramorant. Like, just... just <laughs> So it, it just frustrated me. It was way too easy. I might play it with my kid when he gets a little older. If if this is your first detective game, it's great. But just know your first guess is going to be right. Um, so I didn't finish it. So then I went to, still in the Pokemon mood, I went to New Pokemon Snap, which is a game I didn't play. Came out last year, and I really liked it. My wife and I had a lot of fun. We didn't unlock every area, but we had fun going through the different courses, taking pictures. Uh, very much an improvement on the N64. Uh, highly recommend. But I didn't play it to completion because I ran out of time. Because Mario Wonder came out. Which we'll talk more about because I played that. Uh, on the PC end, I've been playing a lot of 14. A uh, new patch came out. 6.51 is dropping tomorrow. 6. Uh, I don't know. No, it's next week. Next Tuesday. Um, 6.5 has been going on, finishing the story, doing the raids, working with my static. And they just had FanFest this weekend in UK. So we finally got a new job coming and new new info on the expansion. So a lot of hype, a lot of excitement for that game. And on mobile, despite Nintendo trying to kill it, I'm still playing Mario Kart Tour. Nice. Nice. If you are, uh, yeah, just another reminder, if you're joining us live, be sure to let us know what you've been playing. Also, let us know on the YouTube comments afterwards. Uh, but Greg, what have you been playing the last couple of weeks? Yeah, so I finally um, finished up Pikmin 2, so like I completed the last cave and 
then following uh, Jakester's advice, got the was able to grind out uh, 100 Purple Pikmin to get the very last item, so I did my 100% completion. Um, and I pretty much did like the Pikmin series as a whole from like easiest to hardest. Like I felt like three was the easiest, then four, then one, then two being the hardest. So I don't know how I was able to manage that, but I guess it is what it is. Um, I then jumped into the Mickey's Illusion Island, which I kind of touched base a little bit last time, and then I've actually fully beat that and went a full 100% in 12 hours. So um, it's only a $40 game, but it was definitely a very fun game to play. It's like a Metroidvania-style game for Mickey, but you can't actually attack any of the enemies. You have to pretty much dodge every single one of them, and they certainly made things <laughs> very difficult at times. So like the very... There's like a challenge that they want you to do to beat the entire game um, without dying, like to get the game over screen. Um, you do have like health, like health um, bar thing, like similar to like Link or whatever. Like you have like heart containers that you can get from stuff that you collect. But um, pretty much the they want you to do like an iron, they call it iron mouse mode, and I did not do that. Where like you just basically can't see the game over screen, or actually will um, force you to delete your save file and start over again. So. Um, if you do get like the game over on it, so there's that that's kind of fun there too. So I didn't want Dark to do that. Is the edition? <laughs> I know I wouldn't expect that for like a Disney game, but I did pretty much hundred percent everything else. Got all the other accomplishments and found all the collectibles and all that fun stuff for normal completion rates. But that final accomplishment, no thanks. <laughs> um, then pretty much had that wrapped up just in time, then played Super Mario Wonder, which I'll be, be all diving into in a little bit here. And then still on mobile, um, I've still been enjoying the Simpsons Tapped Out Halloween event and still uh, interested in pursuing that further because there's lots of stuff that I've missed over the years. So that's still fun there. And then still playing Roblox and stuff with my daughter. But some of the different games have like Halloween events and any other random game that just so she finds like, oh, play this one. And sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, look at the chat. Hudson's joining us. And he said that uh, he's been playing Fortnite. Also some Super Mario Wonder. and playing a little bit of Meta on his MetaQuest 3. More Beat Saber, which is always fine. And uh, Super Hot VR, which is really cool. So, yeah, I've... Uh, that's, I'm, I'm glad. Hassan, you need to let me know um, what I should play on my, my quest too, because for the most part, it just sits around collecting dust. <laughs> so I would love to know what I should be doing over in, in VR. Uh, I fire it up maybe like uh, once every other month and see what's new. And then I don't touch it again for another couple months. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been playing uh, Pokemon Go, um, traveling a lot more. So uh, it's been uh, cool. I Anytime you're in a, a really public place or a an airport or something like that, it's fun to fire up Pokemon Go because there's tons of Pokemon with all the, the Pokestops and everything like that. So that's been fun just to keep collecting and uh, see see what I can uh, continue to, to get in that game. And uh, Rocket League uh, as, as well. Not a ton of Rocket League because I have been traveling lately and I've gotten where I do not like playing it on Switch at all. Um, so I only play it on my my Xbox anymore. Wow. So, yeah, I, I haven't played on Switch in a long time, but I, I've thought about it like while I'm traveling and it's just not I can't do it anymore. Uh, it's just controls. I need I need I need analog triggers 
for one thing. And, um, and I don't think I can get 60 frames per second when I'm in uh, handheld mode. I think it's only at 30 as well. And so it's just, it's just not good at the level that I play at. So, um, did play some, uh, Disney Speedstorm uh, that came out uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess, and played that, uh, it's, a it's a game loft, uh, cart racer. It's actually pretty good. Um, there's one issue with steering that I do not like. Uh, I, I basically like when you turn in Mario Kart, you can like instantly, uh, drift. You just hit that jump button and you instantly drift right into it. You have to be turning first before you hit the drift button in Disney Speedstorm. And so if you hit it before, it makes you drift the opposite direction than you want to. And it, it's a pain. Uh, so that's unfortunate. But everything else is really good with it. I, I enjoyed the game. It's fun and it's free. So that's great. Um, they have a bunch of things that you can money into but i haven't done it and i'm still enjoying it uh played some more tears of the kingdom just like i have the last uh several weeks just chipping away at you know getting more shrines and eventually making my way around i'm not exploring like just climbing mountains nearly as much anymore i'm actually you know progressing through the game so that's been good um but i'm still i still got quite a ways to go uh to beat the game but yeah i'm just not i'm not uh, rushing through it. I'm just going to enjoy it uh, while I can because there's tons of game there. And um, also played a game called Train Simulator. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Train Sim World 4. Uh, I played this on Xbox. And so it's basically a train uh, simulator. And you will. It, it's it's. If you really enjoy trains. I'm sure it's a blast for those of you that don't enjoy trains. It's really boring. <laughs> and uh, I think the most, uh, the biggest thing about this game is the, you have to be like, you have to, it's a first person sort of view. And in order to look at things or enter, you know, even climb the ladder or open a door on a train, you have to be facing the exact right spot before you can hit the button to do it. And like, it's not just a general thing like, oh, there it is. Let's climb the ladder or there's, there's the open door or there's the whatever the button you have to push that like you have to be like straight on. And it's really annoying. And sometimes I, I ran into some glitches where I was doing everything I was supposed to do to get the train moving and it didn't move. So that wasn't fun. Um, and then I played another simulator called firefighting simulator the squad that was on switch and uh got a review copy for that and um and jakester also got a i i passed on one to him so he's supposed to be doing some impressions on that so stay tuned to our uh, youtube channel to see more of firefighting simulator the squad but uh it's it's okay it, it kind of seems like a maybe a, a wii u game <laughs> the best it's like slightly better than what you expect on a wii uh game but it's it's okay um it's you get to drive the the in the fire engines and you get to drive to the things and rescue people that are you know in a house and put all the the hoses together and go over and put out the fire in the house and you can you can play online with other people or you can play with ai and you can uh, assign them to do certain things, but sometimes they're dumb 
and they don't do what you're supposed to you tell them to do it so it's it's confusing um and i also realized that either the house the first house that i was uh saving either it was built in the uh uk uh these people who either built the house or made the game uh or it was based on an old-fashioned american house because there was still an actual door to the kitchen um i don't know if you've you guys have heard about that. There's something going around not too long ago that people are like, wait, people people don't have doors on to their kitchens in America? I'm like, no, not modern houses. Um, anything after like probably 1970 something, I don't think I think they stopped putting doors in the kitchens for the most part. But apparently the UK still has doors to the kitchens. So that's apparently what house I was I was getting at because there's a supposedly someone trapped in the kitchen. And I walked all the way through this house, put out all the fire, and I could not find the kitchen. Nope. It was a uh, door through the dining room, and I didn't realize that. So anyway, um, it's an okay game. <laughs> My house was built in 1959, and while we don't have doors per se, we do have sliding doors for the kitchen. Uh, okay. Where it's like hidden in the wall, and you like hit a little button, and you could pull it. So you can close off the kitchen, nice. but normally we keep them open. So that was the transition period, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like I don't it that mind. way because you get the best of both worlds. Well, totally. Yeah. Cause sometimes when you're cooking, like it's, it's loud. And if you're in the living room or something like that, and you're like, man, would you stop making so much noise in the kitchen? So, um, but anyway, that has nothing to do with video games whatsoever. <laughs> um, and then I also played some, uh, super Mario brothers wonder that we'll talk about in just a bit. Uh, going back to the chat, looks like Hudson said his quest two didn't get used as much. But there's something about quest three and the updated, pass through and hand tracking that just makes it so much more convenient to use. So that's cool. Um, yeah, he again, just let us know. Simulator. What's that? He bought train simulator too. Oh, did. Oh, my comments didn't auto uh, scroll. So I didn't see it. So that's cool. Wait, train simulator. Yes. Train sim world four is, is what is the one I was playing on, uh, on Xbox. So, um, yeah, so I think that brings us basically to the end of what we've been playing other than Super Mario Brothers Wonder. So let's jump into that. We don't really have a whole lot of news to discuss uh, on this episode, so we're going to dedicate uh, the majority of this podcast to Super Mario Brothers Wonder and kind of give not necessarily a full review, I would say, but uh, our, our first impressions of playing the game over the last couple of days and uh, let you know what we think so far. So let's jump into that and yeah, let's, let's start with just talking about our general impressions of, of the game. Barry, uh, what do you think of Super Mario Brothers Wonder so far? Just in general, you know, 30 to 45 second overview. It's definitely more of a return to form. Uh, it, it gave me a lot of Super Mario World vibes. Uh, now I did like the new series. So I know some people don't like the new series. I had no problem with the new series. I just like 2D Mario. But this this made me feel very much like a kid again. Um, I'm playing Super Mario 3 and Super Mario World. And uh, I think the wonder effects were handled really well. And I, I look forward to each stage uh, seeing what they were. And there's very few repeats. Uh, most of them are unique. Cool. Cool. Greg, what do you think? I pretty much agree with, I mean, a lot of that. I mean, I wasn't really, like, 
really against like the new Super Mario Brothers series as a whole, but I mean, I definitely feel like I did was getting like the burnout that I think a lot of other people got because it was even though it was only four games and only like a I think it was like a good five, six, seven year period even between the four games. Um, but I don't know, it just was I felt like it was getting kind of stale at that point by the time the new Super Mario Brothers U came around and. I definitely would agree to Barry. It's definitely more of a return to form, and I think closer to in line with like Super Mario Brothers three and Super Mario World, where there's a lot more of those kind of tiebacks to the like those. So like, yeah. So generally, I think it really definitely very much impressed me, and I've had a lot of fun with it, and I can't, just can't wait to continue playing through it. Cool. Cool. So so yeah, if you haven't uh, been paying attention. Uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder kind of does go back to that uh, that 2D style, but includes a lot of different uh, aspects that have been you know included in some of the 3D games that they've had over the years, but also shaking it up and doing some completely new things with some power ups, but also the Wonder uh, flowers and Wonder seeds and and all these different things, different playable characters and and all that sort of thing within that. Um, one of the biggest things that is that I've noticed within the game is the animation. Like there's so much animation in this game. And so it uh, really creates a, a brand new experience. Um, not not like the new Super Mario Brothers series, which I think is great. I am glad they decided not to just do yet another new Super Mario Brothers uh, game. They've really shaken it up and and added some some new things that I think are really cool. So, uh, Barry, how far have you gotten in the game? I have 100%ed it. 100%. Wow. Okay. Greg, how about you? <laughs> I am doing the 100% route, but I'm only like in World 3. So, like I've okay. completed the entirety of 1 and 2 and like at least the available levels around like the tide area like in the center. Yeah. So, Cool. And I've also done like the special world like for the first uh, level um, world one and the special level for world two. So nice. Yeah, I think um, for me, I, I think I'm probably around right around the same place as you, Greg. I'm, I'm in world three. And I think uh, for for the rest of the of this, you know, impressions and everything, I just want to make sure that you guys know ahead of time. We're we're not going to spoil anything like big. Like I don't want us to like Barry. Don't tell us what the, how how the end of the game is. But yeah. as we talk about the game, we're probably going to have some minor spoilers about it because we're going to talk about different powers and different um, things that been added to the game and things like that. So if you do want to avoid all sort of spoilers, anything that even comes close to spoilers, you may want to skip ahead um, on the video version. We'll probably put the uh, the time code later after the fact. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll avoid spoiling the end of the game. Although I'm, I'm guessing, Hey, you beat Bowser. That's probably what's going to happen. But I, I didn't, I didn't spoil that. Um, that's just what happens in every Mario game, <laughs> but, uh, but we won't tell you exactly how well, anything happens for sure. Well, I shouldn't talk about how Bowser actually wins and you become zombie Mario. Oh man. Oh man. And that, that is a big spoiler. So. Uh, but uh yeah let's... Kind of take a third timeline for the mario series the mario's <laughs> there we yeah. go the there we go timeline <laughs> uh so so yeah i i played um one of the reasons why i'm not as far along is because i played through world one and most of world two on my own 
And then I went back with my wife and we played uh, co-op um, for a lot of those same levels um, so that I didn't want to start like a brand new file or whatever. So I just went back and we played a good chunk of those World 1 and World 2 uh, together. And I enjoyed it by both the the single and the the multiplayer. I think it's it was nice to not have multiplayer like where you're jumping on top of each other and annoying each other uh, like it was in the new Super Mario Brothers series when the multiplayer that was kind of a pain in the butt. Um, did you either of you guys try multiplayer? Barry, did you try it? Uh, not local, but online. Okay, cool. Greg, how about you? Um, I didn't get a chance to do either of them. So like me, like I had told my fiance Kelly about like all the, um, about the game and then she immediately bought it and then she said she wanted to play together, but we never ended up like I created a room, but then she never ended up joining the room. So like <laughs> she, she never ghosted you. Like, joined <laughs> up unfortunately. So nice. I don't have a really offer for that part of like this smaller segment, I guess. <laughs> okay. So, so Barry, I did not try online yet. What did you think of online? Uh, it was good, but um, I think, honestly, I, I love playing Mario solo. I think it's just because that's just the way it was growing up. You know, it's doing that. Even when you did multiplayer, it was alternating turns. So I did, like, the first, I, the first world and a half without even connecting. I'm like, I'm not even going to bother connecting. And then I decided to connect. I don't know if you did that where you played single but connected online so you see Not the ghosts and other people. It is a changer. It is so much fun. Like it's just just the fact of seeing other people and you can like it it makes the game a little bit easier in the sense of if someone else discovers a secret, let's say they're climbing a beanstalk and you see them just climb off the screen, you go, there's something there. Uh... Like it kind of can help you. Um the standees is really cool too because if you're online you have a heart point and the more more you help each other, the more points you get. It doesn't do anything. It's just an arbitrary, you know, pat in the back number. But you can place the standees, and then other people can use it to revive, and you could use other people's standees to revive, which is really nice, even when playing single. And it's nice, like you get to the flagpole around the same time. It's like everyone did it, you know. And you slap five and everything. You're happy. Um, but it is. It, it definitely made some of the later levels, that the really really challenging levels, that much more fun because it was like oh even if you're struggling you're seeing other people struggle too and it's something like ah, i'm not alone i'm not suffering alone you know like like greg mentioned doing the the special worlds and special world in, in the second one in the in the world too that one gave me so many problems for the longest time and i i beat it but i watched other people and it was like yeah i'm doing i'm doing it up oh, they died bye you know like oh there i go now i'll see you back at the start and it just made it more entertaining like you didn't even mind the deaths as much because you know you you had company. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, there was a there's a couple times where like you had to go I had to go um, searching for hidden you know uh, items or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, I I wonder if I if I was online like I probably wouldn't have had to go oh. searching for online to actually find oh, like no. a walkthrough Those or something. Rooms are so much more fun because yeah. everyone's searching randomly nice. and like. You you can it's kind of like everyone scatter anyone find it, and That's people cool. will leave stands where things are like uh, if they cool. find something they'll leave a stand to be like oh there's a stand here so maybe it's just a hidden platform and they'll put a stand on it and you see it like a floating stand and nice. go, maybe there's something there so it kind of makes cool. it more like a like a community. Yeah, that's fun because I because I didn't turn on online because I was afraid that it was going to be annoying to me. 
Oh, no. Like I thought, I'm like oh, all these people running around. I'm like, I'm just going to get distracted by them. And I'm afraid just going to jump down a hole. Um, but I but did it's that good to hear that. Did it? Okay. <laughs> they will rescue you then though. You just run to them. Oh, that's true. Get rescued. Good. Yeah. I, I did turn on the thing and I don't know. I have almost like a love hate with the standy things. Cause it's like a, some things I want to try to discover on my own because I still try to just go down every single pipe. I try to find hidden blocks that might have beanstalks or like try to guess the pit that has the thing where you can go down instead of like traditional like going above the screen. But then like the standy things can be used to mark a lot of that stuff. And it, I don't know, like sometimes it's like it kind of takes a little bit of the fun out of it if you like, pretty much know where the stuff is. Almost like you've played the game like 18 times and you're like, oh, I, I know this coin's just right over there. And like, it's just so clearly marked at times, and that's I don't know. There's that's why I said it's could be useful in some of the actual like actual levels where you're not really necessarily looking for secrets at every turn because they do provide like you a way to easily come back to life without like getting a game over or whatever, or having to restart the level from a checkpoint or at the beginning, and that part's very beneficial. But like how it's be used for marking secrets is the part I kind of dislike about it. But it's I don't know. It's I almost would rather play with them on because it, there's certainly times that it really helped. But mm. yeah, yeah I, will say, I will <laughs> say, I will say, if we're on the fence, I was just wrapping up with this, but on that special world two thing, I had to pretty much do the entire thing on my own because, like, I think everybody dropped out after how hard it was. So, like, <laughs> there were people that yeah. were trying to like, float up to where I was, but I like can't stop because it's like a, the level is supposed to make you keep going so fast. Yep. Yeah, you, you people are always like, help me, help me. I'm like, yeah, I'm not stopping. I'm dead if I stop. Like, you're on your own. Sorry. Uh, that In that level. Um, I will say this, and I learned this. If you're in a level, because like when you connect to a level, it's almost like you connect with other people. And you can connect with other people playing like locally. Like, you'll see two two characters together. Um, but when they complete the level, it, once once a level has four people, like, that's it. No one else can enter this level. So when you play a level long enough and everybody either completes it or quits out and you're by yourself, the game kind of takes pity on you and will occasionally throw in random people. They appear as colored icons. So like if it's Mario, you won't see, you'll see Mario's silhouette like in blue and it's somebody else from another game. Now they won't know they're connecting with you. You only see them and they could raise you and they could help you, but you have to, you know, if you die, they're gone. Like, that's it. Like, and if they die, you can't help them. It's like, they're like a ghost. It's almost like a weird ghost. And then <laughs> it seems to only occur because it only happened to me in one level that it took me so long that they, uh, that this was happening. So it's an interesting <laughs> thing. So you're not like stuck lonely for a bit. They do kind of like, Ooh, someone joined me. Oh, when they died. Okay. I'm alone yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that brings up uh, one thing. Uh, there's different aspects of the game that we'll talk about uh, in uh, kind of over the the course of the next um, several minutes. But one of the the simple aspects I wanted to see what you guys thought about is the basically, I mean, with with few exceptions, the remover the removal of the timer. Like, do you think it's it's a good experience to not have that time taken down the whole time, or do you kind of miss it? What do you think, Barry? Oh, I love it. I love it because this almost feels like a it's a still a 2D Mario, but it has a lot of 3D elements to it in a sense. And it allows you the freedom of exploration. And when a timer is needed, they still put in timers like the special world we were just talking about in World 2 has a timer um, in, in a, you know, 
especially with the mystic seeds, some of them will have, or the flowers to get the seeds will have timers. So when they really wanted timers there and you know it, and it's like, oh, I got to actually pay attention and rush and uh, kind of gives that little bit of a, a frantic thrill. But otherwise, I like just going at your own pace. Uh, you know, especially some of the later levels where if you had a timer, it would just, it would add, it would, I think it would, it would, it would add frustration and not fun. And honestly, if you're one of those people that, oh man, I really missed that timer. You know what? Most people have a phone, set a timer on your phone for, for 200 seconds and hit time. And when that goes off, kill yourself and try again. <laughs> like if you really want that there, arbitrarily yeah. make it more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Greg, what do you think? I mean, I have to kind of agree with that method, Barry, because I know Nintendo likes to do that. But even with the voice chat, you got to use your phone. So, like, if you want to set your own timers, like, hey, you need a timer. You so, that's usually the Nintendo way to fix those kinds of things. You know? so, but exactly. Um, thankfully, I don't really miss it much at all because, like, it, as Barry said, there are a few levels that do have it. And, like, some of the Wonder Seeds, like, do require it and stuff. And I almost, like, didn't even see it, like, the first few, like, times that it, like, showed up. And I was like, Oh wow! Like, where did that timer come from? Like, what happens if it like goes out? I'm like, I guess I don't really want to find out. But um, it was always long and longer than really needed, anyways. Because I do try to collect every single one of those purple bits that come on the screen, but sometimes they're so hard because some things just like shoot them out like yeah confetti, and then it's like, well, I can't grab every single one of them every single time it shoots out. But I do try to grab all the bigger ones, and it's still a lot of enjoyment. But um, at least some of the earlier levels, like I, if I like caught like the third star coin thing or purple coin star, then it, and I missed like the second one or the first one, I'd be like, all right, well, I guess I'm backtracking. And then it's fun to be able to go back and try to grab it and find it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, yep. there are a few levels where they don't let you go back all the way because you might jump through like some semi cells or something and then you can't get all the way back. But it, I don't know. It's, there's, there have been a few levels where I have been able to all the way back to the start and try to see where I missed something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree with you guys. I think it's been it's been nice. It allows you to explore a little bit more. Um, and Jakester said in the chat, the next part of the Switch app is is added in a game timer in there. That's <laughs> just yeah. gonna add that in there. Um, but yeah, I think it's really nice. And my wife even commented on that too when we were playing together. Because uh, I think you know sometimes when you do play multiplayer, like the chaos of having multiple characters on the screen does add to that. And if you also have a, a, a countdown timer the whole time, it just becomes an anxious experience. And so when you remove that timer, all of a sudden, like we're able to just enjoy this game together. And it was, it was a really good experience. Uh, so let's talk new powers, power ups. Uh, so we have uh, elephant Mario or elephant uh, power ups. I guess it's more than just Mario, but uh, the elephant one is kind of the main one. They really push a lot um, at the very beginning of the game. It's the first one you get, um, and it's it's pushed quite a bit in the game. It's kind of the the main one you see in the box arts and all that stuff too. But you also get the fire flower came back, um, the drill, the bubble, and are, are there any others that I'm forgetting? Fire flowers. Fire flower. Yeah. Is so there, I think okay. is there mainly just the four. Just those four and like those star four. and star. Yeah. Okay. So Barry, what do you think of, of the exit that, that level there, that list of power-ups and especially the new ones? You know, I actually, I always like a lot of power-ups, but I feel in previous games when there's a lot, you usually tend to favor, you know, one or two and the rest get left on the wayside. 
like in Mario Three, for example, everyone remembers, of course, the the raccoon the raccoon uh, leaf and uh, the fire flower, and maybe the frog suit. Not many remember the Hammer Brothers suit, maybe you know, or the the you know the pea wing or the Tanuki suit, because they were less used. And the same with with future games. And sometimes they're kind of detrimental. Um, Spring Mario from Mario Galaxy Two can just go die in a fire. Um, <laughs> so I like the fact that they kept the staple Super Mushroom and Fire Flower, like and Starman. They're they're very much staples. And then just added just a few. And utilized them. They weren't just power-ups for power-ups sake. Like, there were levels tailored around the bubble, around the drill, around the elephant. Um, and, of course, badges help supplement a lot of that other stuff, too, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But I think it was a good good list. I mean, some people might be missing, like, the ice flower, but it didn't. It wasn't needed in this game. Leave it as is. You know, if I had to pick an extra power... I would, Bring back the Bunny Mario from Mario Land 2. Like, we haven't seen that in so long. Like, let's just do that again. Come on, you brought the Raccoon Leaf back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg, what do you think of the power-ups? I, I didn't get a chance to unlock the drill yet. I don't know if that's by design or if I just didn't find it and if it made an appearance before where I got in the game, but um, there's that part of it. But, uh, yeah, it's great to see, like, the major returning, like, Fire Flower and Star and everything there and... I end up. I feel like I'm actually using the fire flower a little bit more because, like, I feel like a lot of times I get so hung up on the other ones and they don't always throw out some of the other power ups. So it's like fire flower tends to last a little while, like when I get it, because they actually allow pretty much a lot of the enemies to get defeated by it. So like mm-hmm. even ones you wouldn't normally think, why not? Like some of those big like puffer, like spiky fish or whatever, like you, they were like indestructible in Mario Three, and then now like give them like three or four fireballs and they're defeated so yeah i do find myself using that a lot the elephant one is very well used and as barry said it's very like the, all the stages that have it are pretty much have like that design for you to try to keep it as long as possible so it's been a lot of fun like trying to shoot water and all the different things and being able to break certain blocks that you normally can't and it works pretty well um I was actually kind of surprised that like the stomp, like like I think it was jumping on some of the enemies or like even like running into them that you would think that an elephant would like take them out or whatever. But I was kind of surprised that you kind of just take damage. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's probably makes swing it that trunk. Hard, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. I'm I'm with you guys as well. I think like it's this is probably some of the most I guess used that the power-ups have been before like you're like oh i i know exactly why this power-up exists and they've given it to me to enhance this level or to you know allow me to do different things that i need to do for these levels and uh and i think they're very like they're they're varied very well um like a the elephant power up is completely different than the drill, which is completely different than the fire fire flower. And so you don't just have replicas of different, different power ups. They're all very, very different, which is great. Um, Barry, you mentioned badges. So badges is a brand new thing to the Mario series, which kind of almost, I feel like makes up for the lack of power ups. Cause you get to choose what badge you put on, as you start a level. So some of those badges allow you to wall jump more. Some of them allow you to uh, glide when you jump, um, kind of a a Luigi from Super Mario Brothers 2 style. 
Um, and some of them will start uh, the level with certain things. So maybe you get a, a power-up mushroom at the very beginning of every level, or you get a, 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 a thing like will save you from falling down a pit or falling into lava one time throughout a level, things like that. So those are extra things that you can attach that are able to be used multiple times, one time, or automatically um, start the level. They all have different styles, but it brings a new element to Mario. What do you think of the the badges, Barry? Uh, I really like them. I wish there were more of them. Uh, I feel some of them are definitely more useful than others. Uh, and the, again, there's there's definitely levels where a certain badge will make it significantly easier and others that will make it significantly harder. But I would have liked a little more. Um, some of them are really, like, I don't ever want to use, but they exist. And that's cool because it creates challenge, like the invisibility. Like, I hate it because I don't, I can't see. But there's an uh, interesting thing. I know a speedrunner who's very good at Mario, decided to beat the final level invisible. And not saying any spoilers, but there was actually dialogue specifically if you're using the invisible that you don't normally see. Um, obviously, you fight Bowser. That's not really a spoiler. And Bowser will say, you think I can't, you know, you think your little badge is going to fool you. I can still <laughs> see you. And I'm like, that's really cool that they took the time to program in specific dialogue if you were to do the last level completely invisible. That's cool. But wow, that's going to be so difficult. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Very much so. Yeah. For someone that is uh, not even jumping on like the, the extra hard modes they add to Metroid, I'm not going to be invisible either. I may try one level, but it's going to be like level one, one. <laughs> that's good. We'll see. That's one thing. Even in talking about the badges, I think we also need to mention the badge levels because mm -hmm. some badges you actually get just by buying them and sometimes you get them. Um, through doing badge challenge levels. And I honestly love these. I think these are brilliant because one, you don't lose a life if you die. You can do it as many times as you want. And two, it's a tailor-made obstacle course um, for that badge to teach you how to use that badge. And I think that's brilliant. There's no penalty trial. It lets you actually experiment with every single badge. There's a, a reward for doing so. And uh, makes you a little more confident. So yeah. I, I give Nintendo mad props for that. Yeah, those are those are really fun. Greg, what do you think of the badges? They've been super incredible. I really like a lot of the references and throwbacks to like the other stuff. So like, um, there's like the cap hat, like the cap badge that allows you to be like Princess Peach all the time and just can like kind of hover in midair for a little while. And there's even like the Super Mario Brothers 2 jump where you can like crouch and then you do a super tall jump. And you can like the play as Luigi mode and like he does even like jump a little bit higher and also does like a little fancy kick and give you a little slippery controls. And um, so all that stuff is just great how they are able to work all that stuff in and reference it and everything. So um, I've been really enjoying un unlocking them too, like the you guys were just saying like the, even the stages that are crafted towards them have been really incredible. Like I've made sure to try to find all the coins and like that first dolphin kick one really took me off by surprise. Cause it was like, you have to like really try to speed run the entire level just to get all three of the coins. And that was kind of tricky to do. Like yes, and that's one of the first badges that you get. So like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely not expecting that a uh, heightened, uh, <laughs> Attempt to just yes. try to do anything. Like I even that pulled my coin. 
It's like, it's like, oh, it took me like seven times to beat this. You're like, oh, I beat it my first try. I'm like, did you get all three of the coins? Because <laughs> that's what I was trying to do for seven times. Yeah, of course I can beat it because you can't really. It's pretty hard to die. But <laughs> I was so confused the first time you go through because I was like, I thought I did what I was supposed to do. How do I get those other? Oh, it's a time thing. <laughs> See, and that's yeah. where they're giving you an arbitrary timer. Yep. 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 It's pretty cool. And uh and yeah, there's there every one of those is <clears throat> man, it hooks me in every time. I'll try it multiple times, even after I beat it good enough to get the third. I'm like, I can do this faster. I can do this faster. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'll spend, you know, a couple more tries to try to get as fast as possible and and uh and that, that, was, that was really fun too. I think I think that's the the a cool aspect of the game is like I th- are those are those uh, speed run kind of things compared to your friends list as well? Can you like can I see how fast you did it? Oh, I don't know about that. If they did, I hope they I did. So. If they did, like they did on uh, Super Mario Odyssey and stuff, like be able to compare against your friend list and stuff that would be really cool because that's that's replay value yeah that would be smart mm-hmm. That'd be um, cool. it's free replay value but I, I i didn't see it but maybe there is something there but you know they also just just talk about replay value they at the end of every time you beat a level they take like a random snapshot yeah. and i wish that they gave you an album all you could see is the last snapshot and i'm like mm-hmm. How would that's not a, like? Why would you do this and not give us an album? Yeah. Like, come on! You were yeah. you were you were telling me all I could see is the last shot yeah. taken. That's so silly. Right? You you show me yeah. every level. You're showing me a <laughs> snapshot. Put it in a photo album. Right. That's not a hard concept. Yeah, I was wondering because I was like, oh, I want to share that, but I don't know how unless I just happen to take a screenshot at that moment. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's talk about the the big part of the game like there's lots of big part of the games but uh but the wonder flowers and how they completely changed the game up um i will say from the very beginning the second world one where they start singing was like what the crap is happening right now this is ridiculous you get a bunch of piranha plants going into song and dancing around and i was like this is just seriously a mushroom trip uh so like literally was it a flower trip on this uh so yeah what'd you guys think of the different ways the the game changes up and all that they've been doing with the with the the wonder flowers um, I love the effects, honestly, and I've noticed like my wife has watched me play, and even my son has been watching. I don't know what he comprehends, but my my wife was like, "These are really good." Like charming, like the the singing. She was like, "That's so adorable." And, like I could see in her head, like she's already picturing playing it with him as he gets older. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's good." You know, uh, I like that it kind of keeps you on your toes, and a lot of them are themed around the level. Um, you know, if it's a if it's a level that has a lot of balloon enemies suddenly like there's bigger balloon enemies and they're bouncing you all over the place and you got to, you know it, it keeps to the theme and sometimes like inanimate objects come to life and living objects turn to like stone it's like wait what's going on everything's flipping around or the the camera turns perspectives mm-hmm. um which is really trippy at first because like whoa hold on uh i i think that they do a really good job and one of the the one of the ones I noticed that was, besides the singing, because that was definitely like, this is this is Rayman. This is now Rayman. That's what we've gone <laughs> right. into. Yeah. Um. But there was one level where like 
there's a herd of like buffalo and they, I think it's early on and they take mm-hmm. out the goalpost and I'm like, oh, what do I do oh, now? We're really, <laughs> we're really freaking going here. All right. You know, this is, this is certainly something new. Uh, I love that. I love that it subverts your expectations because it's like I was just talking earlier about detective games. I don't want to find out and guess it right away the first time. I want to be surprised. I want to be challenged. I want to, you know, not know what to expect. And and there are a few repeats, but they're few and far between. And even when they're repeated, it's not like that big of a deal. It's been a long time and it's a new world and it it feels fresh again. So I, I love them. I yeah. think they're, they're great. Cool. Greg, what do you think? Yeah, they're definitely absolutely fantastic. I, some of them are even like really well hidden. Like, you know, every stage is going to have one. And then sometimes like they're a lot easier to find and other levels like you have to like touch like some of the smaller flowers all in the correct sequence and all that stuff. And then for it to finally spawn. So it's definitely very cool when like <laughs> you come across some of them because I, even kind of referencing back to the ghost mode, like I just saw like someone just like the like it suddenly turned into a vertical level because I just saw like their their thing like way up off screen. I'm like, oh, I guess there's a wonder flower on the screen because they just went way way up there. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it was like in like the world three level that I was in. So I was like, all right, so then just a little investigation and like boom, there's the flower. And like it's definitely a nice way to kind of change it up and it just makes the level completely different and. Like suddenly now we're in a vertical section, and <laughs> so it's yeah, yeah, it's really cool the way they implemented all of those in the different stages. Cool, making everything like unique and different. Yeah. So, so we praised the game quite a bit so far, but I want to know. Just give us a, a chance to. Is there anything that's kind of stood out to you so far in your in your playtime that you're like, ah, eh, I wasn't a big fan of this aspect. Very anything. You know. I always feel this way about games where you kind of go through a honeymoon phase, you know, when you get a game brand new and you're like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, absolutely the best of a series. And then after you beat it or after you've had some time to digest it, you're kind of like, oh, you know, there, this wasn't, it was great, but it wasn't as high as I initially thought. And I think I feel this way about this game too. Like initially I was like, this is like the best 2d Mario game. And I think now that I've beat it, I've taken a look, look back. I feel it's kind of short. Like, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it's, I'm misremembering, but I feel like super Mario world is a longer game. Uh, And maybe it's just because Mario world had a lot of hidden exits. And this game does have some hidden exits per level, but I feel like there was a lot more in Mario world. Um, you know, and then it had the Star Road, and then it had like the, the actual special. Like I feel like they've done bigger games in the past, and a lot of the levels in this are short. They're just the uh, little trials, or or some of them are just like break time, and it's just like you're you're in a bouncy room and there's five flowers to get, and boom, you you win. I'm like, oh, this that was great. That was a break, but that's almost padding. Mm. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I enjoyed those levels too, but I just feel like I wanted more. Mm-hmm. Like it left me wanting more. And I'm not saying like, like the, the challenge was absolutely was there and you could obviously artificially increase the challenge. And I'm not even asking for a lot of challenge. I just want more. 
the game left me <laughs> wanting more levels, more to explore. Uh, usually you get eight worlds, and here you get seven worlds. And I'm like, mm. wait, you could have had an eighth world. And then, yeah, special, eight, eight worlds and a special. Or look at Mario 2, right? You had nine levels plus an A, B, C, D. <laughs> you know, uh, Give it, go go crazy. Even even a Mario 3D world, right? Mm. You had the initial seven or eight worlds, and then you went up to another world. And then you went up to yet another world, and then once more, it was it like it just kept going. Like I was expecting that, and I was like, oh, there's no way this is really the final battle. With oh, I beat it at the end. Oh wait, <laughs> there's got to be like a question mark, no. right? Um, mm. but I mean, I guess that's kind of a spoilery. But when you go to Bowser, you go to Bowser there. Mm. Um. So I, I think that's it. I think my one negative is I want more. And if I want more of something that tells you it's a good thing. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Greg, what do you think? I I mean, I've really enjoyed what I've played so far. And I, I mean, pretty much the only thing that I had the major problem with was just like that little standy thing. I was kind of to be spoilish at times, but um, that's more of like a smaller nitpick. And that's certainly not going to like mean that this game is not worth getting at all or anything like that it just that's you can't really control what other people do like with those things anyways but and you mm-hmm. can actually turn them all off but sometimes they provide guidance on levels where you may need them so i mean overall i think the game has been great and i i don't know if the number of world things was slightly like lower but it seemed like a lot of the worlds were like really really big like i was like geez, like I must be getting first, like close to this first <laughs> castle right now. And it's like, oh, no, it's another scrolling area with another three or four levels on it. Like, okay, what about now? Nope. Here's one that now there's like a branch path that goes up and then there's one that goes to the right. And then it's like, oh, well, there's the castle there. But then like, well, I want to finish the rest of the levels in the world before I like take the castle on. Cause I thought I was like just finding more paths. And then but it was like, okay, well, there's the castle. And now I need to go back to this area to go up to see what was up this way. And that's like how I found like the special world and stuff. So it's, mm. it gets certainly felt like the worlds themselves were a lot longer than normal where like Mario three, it was just like six, seven levels per world. Then like mm. you moved on to the next thing. And there's like 10, even though like maybe three or four of them are break levels or badge levels. And, but I don't know, it still seems like there's a lot more content there too, but and even with the Wonder Flowers being in every level, they're also kind of longer levels too. It's not just a straight up like 300 seconds and you're, you can beat it like 100. They're, the levels also, not the levels, the worlds are also uneven. Like some, mm. some worlds will have like 36 Wonder Seeds or 38 Wonder Seeds and others will have 21. And you're like, or 20. And be like, whoa, like this one world is like double the length of this other world. And it's like, that that feels like was something cut like <laughs> why like there was one world that i was playing and i was like all right cool i'm i'm just getting to the new part wait what do you mean i beat it already like this is that was the end that was that was the final level like mm-hmm. i thought we were going to a whole nother area and we're not like that's it we're done i'm like okay that was mm-hmm. really short <laughs> like so i think they could have even if they wanted to keep the same amount pan out the levels more mm-hmm. um I, the game is built to be obviously non-linear which i love like you only need 14 seeds to to beat the world but you could get up to 36 great that gives you tons of replay and and tons of options but when there's only like 20 in a world it's (laughs) like wait what the heck is going on so i wish there was a little more balance in that in that regards 
That makes sense. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing for me it also has to do with the worlds and the the uh, the map feature. It's it's so different than previous two D games that it kind of left me confused. Like, where am I going now? I thought I was already in World Two, but apparently I was in the the hub world, and then I have to unlock World Two by doing other things, and so. That was a little confusing at the beginning. I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do next? Because there's not just a very clear linear path. There is a linear path, but there's so many variations that you can do within it. And you can skip so many things, but not everything. And and yeah, so all that. I feel like you're you're capable of flying through the game pretty quick. Because like you said, you only need 14 to unlock the castle. But But if you want to spend a lot more time in the game and do 100%, um, you can do that and, and get quite a bit more game because there are so many seeds. But uh, but yeah, it's a very small nitpick. I mean, we're we're, we're at tiny things that we're, we're picking out that we don't really like about this game. Overall, it's uh, it's been a really good experience. Um, before we wrap up and move into the headlines, any, any last minute things that are on your mind that you'd like to talk about before we move on? Barry, anything? Uh, my only thing is, we talked a little bit about like the online features and all that. The only negative to that is that requires other people playing. And I feel like right now it's prime. You're, you're going to get players every time you connect. You're going to get a lot of, ex, you know, people helping out, a lot of experimentation with, you know, discovering things. I noticed that the you get medals. There's six medals to earn. And if you have medals, it actually shows up next to your name. So you can mm -hmm. see not only people's heart points, but if they've already beaten the game and if they've done other things. And I've seen a lot of people with medals going back and just like helping others, which is really cool. But I feel like all of that is going to die. Um, you know, I'm not saying by tomorrow. But eventually, when people move on to the next big thing, less people are playing it. It's going to be a lot harder to find people playing, and you're going to be playing this game virtually solo. So if that sounds interesting to you and you want that community aspect, I hate to say it, but it's one of those where the sooner you play it, the better, because you're going to have a better experience. Um, otherwise, it's just like playing solo. Yeah. Greg, any last-minute thoughts? I didn't quite realize all of that, but yeah, that does make a lot of sense what Barry was just saying with all the, <laughs> to play it sooner than later, but I'm sure like at least this holiday season will be spiked up too. So it's, I oh, yeah. think that's kind of way is thankfully probably not until next year, closer to some of the other big Mario game releases like the Peach game and everything. But um, the one thing that did kind of cross my mind is what you were just saying at right, your last uh, comment with like going into World 2. It's like, well, I thought I was already into and then, but then they did show the path where you go into world three. So then I was like, well, maybe that's a secret exit. So then I was like replaying that level a few more times, trying to see if I could find it. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess maybe I'll just have to be something to come back to. And then here I beat world two. And I'm like, oh, I was supposed to beat world two to unlock, like <laughs> to go into world three. Like It's just right next to it. So it's, I don't know, it's still kind of a smaller nitpick, but yeah, it's kind of think that there's something there and then there might not not actually will be but it just what well, that actually reminds me of another little nitpick that to alleviate what greg just said the if on the world map because i didn't realize this i was like oh i don't care about the purple coins or the, the 10 coins whatever like no big deal it's not tracking that because all it tracks is the wonder seeds on uh -huh. when you look at a world but if you push l and you bring up the course list it tracks if you touch the top of the flagpole if you've gotten oh. all the three coins 
and if you've gotten all the wonder seeds, because you need that for all six medals. You need to 100% every level. You don't need to beat the stage with every single character like some other games, thankfully. But I didn't realize when I first was playing it that that even tracked, because if you don't push L, you don't see that. And mm -hmm. it also will show you a check mark in that screen on a level that you've 100% completed. So you know, oh, there's nothing else to do in that level. I have completed it. It will also show you a check mark uh, for the world if you've completed the world 100%. And it will show you, I think it's a green, like the amount of um, the seeds will turn green when you've completed that world's seeds and you'll get 100 purple coins as a bonus. Hmm. So you'll know. Um, but yeah, that if you don't push L and you choose a level to warp to and, and look at that, you will may not realize that's stuff that is counted and needed for 100% of the game. Uh, so you may be like, oh, I wonder if there's a secret exit because I did the same thing Greg did. I saw that I went to the east and I was like, there's something there. How do I get there? Maybe it's another exit. Uh, but had I looked through and I saw a check mark, I would have been like, oh, okay, well, I know there's nothing. Yeah. So. That I wish it was on the actual world map, but no, it's yeah. only in that other menu. I could definitely see why they would put that behind there, because for the casual player, they're like, "Hey, I beat the I beat beat everything. I don't need to be reminded that I forgot stuff." But you can easily access that behind the menu if you want to see it. So I could I could see the pros and cons of if it's there for everybody or not. Um, but I'm glad they at least put that in there. I didn't know it. I'm yeah. learning it right now. There so. you go. <laughs> <laughs> you have to look and see how many things you missed in previous levels. Yeah. I mean, I usually didn't try to like leave to the next world until I had everything. I mean, I, I figured they had to track it somewhere, and then I did find it when I was in World Two, and then I went back to make sure everything was all. Um, at least I had all the purple coins. I think there's like a level or two where I have all the seeds and all the purple coins, but it's not giving me the green check check mark. So um, that means there's something else there. You didn't reach the yeah. top of the flagpole. Things like that I, are I, like, I, oh my gosh, yeah, I gotta yeah. go back and do that. <laughs> I did. All, I did. I've been doing the flagpoles. Like as I get it, I've they've always they've tracked that in like Super Mario 3D World. So it's mm. I've been, I knew that's been part of the requirement. But like I like looked at the menu and I was like, I have the top of the flagpole. I have three coins. I have both Wonder Seeds. Why is it not checked? And yeah. I guess I it's something else. still something else. <laughs> nice. Apparently. Nice. So yeah, I think uh, I definitely enjoy this game. You know, Mario does sound slightly different in this game. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed his voice, but it's it's ever so slightly different. It's got a little more of a gravel to it, um, but it's it's so similar that I'm like, I, I didn't I forgot about it until I thought about it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I yeah, mainly as Luigi and I didn't notice a difference really. And I, like it sounded so, so close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've only played as Luigi. I've barely even heard Mario say anything. <laughs> yeah. But I mean I've I don't even think I really even make like even notice stuff from like a trailer that his voice was really that much different than no, Charles Mark It's, May. Like, it's, it's ever very, very so slightly funny. different. Yeah. I definitely agree. Like it is very noticeable, but like it the new guy definitely made it like very enjoyable and very good because yeah, he still sounds a lot like Mario. Yeah, they didn't take it in a different direction, for sure. They basically said, hey, recreate what he's done already. So, uh, well, if it's not been obvious, I think we're we are all very, you know, have very high impressions of this game. And uh, if we were to review it, I think all of us would say, yes, go play it. It's a great game. And um, and like we said, if you want those online aspects to be able to play with others, play quick. 
before before you miss your chance. If you're playing a year or so down the line, you probably won't have near as, as much fun online because there won't be as many play, people playing it by that point. But uh, yeah, it brings us to the end of our Super Mario Brothers Wonder discussion. But there's some more to talk about because there has been have been some little stories to to go on. And uh, like we've said earlier, a couple updates from last episode and some different stories we've talked about in the past. So, Greg, you want to kick us off with this week's headlines? Sure. So, um, yeah, the Lego Group and Nintendo have announced the Animal Crossing Lego set. So um, that was just announced here on the 10th of October. So pretty much... Uh, Animal Crossing now for the first time will be in the Lego brick form. So it's going to have pretty much they continued their main experiences to have new ways to play Animal Crossing. So that some of the earlier sets will be like Julian's birthday party, Bunny's outdoor activities, Captain's Island boat tour, Isabelle's house visit, Nook's cranny and Rosie's house, and some other stuff to look forward to. So if you're a big Lego fan like Cussin, then be adding all these to your list. And if you want to add something else to your list, how about you add something to your holiday list, like a vacation? Doesn't that sound great? Well, you maybe can do that for free because my Nintendo is doing a special promotion right now until December 27th. You can spend 10 platinum points, which are free, to enter to win a two-night trip for four to Universal Studios Hollywood to visit Super Nintendo World. This prize also includes the travel ground transportation, hotel, and a two-day general admission ticket to Universal Studios. So, I mean, you might as well. There's only a billion other people going to enter, but maybe you'll get lucky. Good luck. <laughs> and if you've enjoyed what we were talking about with Ninta- or Super Mario Brothers uh, Wonder, uh, Nintendo has released an Ask the Developer. This is the volume 11 of their Ask the Developer series. They have a four-part series over on Nintendo.com where you can hear from five of the different people behind the game and learn all the behind the scenes, what led into the different uh, aspects of the game, the transformations and all the different things that we've talked about. They lay it out for four different parts of this interview. So make sure you go head over to Nintendo.com and check out this interview all about Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And Halloween is right around the corner. It's um, eight days from the day of this recording. So if you're looking for some trick-or-treat type ghoulish items or goodies in different games. Nintendo made a nice page to outline the different uh, some Halloween events. So in Splatoon 3, they're be doing a, a Halloween-themed Splatfest. And then Rocket League, there'll be some of the Nightmare Before Christmas. Fortnite will have you going in, like, as vampires and get a wood stake shotgun. And then um, New Horizons got the standard uh, pumpkin fair and growing pumpkins and helping out the Able Sisters sock about candy and Overwatch 2 and pretty much do some trials and stuff that help you unlock other things as well. So be sure to check out like uh, Disney Dream Lake Valley, Pokemon Unite, and Fall Guys and Apex Legends for other uh, Halloween-themed events. Well, speaking of events, uh, at a recent event, the one and only Doug Bowser was asked some questions uh, about the new system, you know, the Switch 2. And all he, he told us, the Switch 2 is coming next year. It's going to be called the Super Nintendo Switch 2 XL, you know, Lite. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. None of that. But what he did say is that he was talking about the Nintendo accounts and about how every single system, you had to re-up and do a brand new thing. So going forward due to the Switch, 
is that they're going to have the Nintendo account carry on to future systems during the transition. And um, people are starting to speculate, oh, we're talking about this now. Why are you talking about this now? So get those Switch 2 rumors going about. But Doug Bowser pretty much confirms your Nintendo Switch account will go forward, which is a good thing. Nintendo's finally learning 20 years later. (laughs) And then we also have another update from No Gravity Games. If you guys have been paying attention to our podcast in the past, uh, we like to let you guys know about no gravity when they do their giveaways so all of these uh, games they're giving away you have to basically jump on the very first one uh, if you don't have it you just need to buy that one and then you qualify for the subsequent games after that every day for a period of time i believe it's usually over a week or 10 days um, and uh, starts on the 25th of october and goes all the way to the 31st of october and uh, yeah like you said if you buy the first game you can go back and buy, get the second one for free, the third one for free, and so forth. Just check out their their website, nogravitygames.com, and you'll see all those games, like I said, starting on October 25th, 2023. So, yeah, it brings us to the end of our headlines. Uh, quickly, let's go around and just any, any thoughts uh, on any of those? Barry, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, Lego Animal Crossing, one, like that, that happened... The day after our last podcast, I saw the sets. I immediately showed my wife, and she was like, yes, 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 a thousand times yes. But, of course, we have to wait till March. But uh, I'm happy to see that, and I hope this leads to Zelda. And at the same time, I also hope it doesn't because that would be more things to buy. Um, my Nintendo World sweepstakes, uh, good luck if you're going to enter. I mean, I've entered a few of these, and, you know, it just seems like a way to get rid of platinum points that are going <laughs> to expire. But it couldn't hurt. I mean... Uh, good luck. Uh, as for Super Mario Wonder developer panel, I love hearing the behind-the-scenes stuff, so that's definitely something cool, and I'm glad Nintendo's doing it. Um, as for the holiday events, I think that's part of the charm of playing games that do have you know seasonal things. Like it, it kind of gets you into the festivities. Like even though I'm playing Pokemon Unite, and it's got the Halloween theme music, so it's like it's getting me kind of in the spooky theme. And you know, the Halloween event is back, which is a lot of fun, and uh, it, it kind of brings an extra level of joy. Because I always, it's like as a kid, you would watch cartoons and something, and like the Christmas commercial would come. Like suddenly, Fruity Pebbles commercial had Fred and Barney just as Santa and all this stuff, and it'd be like, oh, it's that time of year. Like you just kind of feel that joy. So. It almost brings me back to being a kid again and being like, oh, yeah, cool. I, lo- I love these type of events. So keep them coming. As for Doug Bowser, I know he's not allowed to say anything, gag order, all that stuff. Uh, but at least we know we don't have to set up a new Nintendo account because that's probably what they would call it. Um, and I've, I like that No Gravity does these. You know, I've done all the other free games. Uh, all you have to do is have one of their games. So if you don't, there have a lot of discounted games to get started. Um, and they're all going to be Halloween themed, which I'm not a big horror guy, but free digital games is free. I mean, I'd rather them be physical, but this is better than nothing. And, uh, so, you know, make sure to do it every single day to, uh, to get them to keep getting seven free games. Greg, any thoughts about these headlines? Thankfully, I think I'll be able to skip out on the Legos this time around after getting, thinking that the Mario Legos would be a lot more fun, but just turned into like a few play sessions here and there and. So it'll be nice to have a switch <laughs> just switched off on those for the time being. Uh, yeah, before our podcast, I entered into the sweepstakes. So I hopefully 
have a chance to win, but I feel like, I, as Barry says, it just feels like the coin just go into the void and like nothing happens. It's like, did I actually enter this or do people actually win this? <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Um, I do like the behind the scenes stuff. I've always loved when a lot. I always had done like those a lot of ask stuff. So I will probably be looking at those in uh, the coming before the next podcast. I do like watching those. Yeah, the Halloween events are always really great. Um, pretty much, I'm not really playing any of those games that they listed, but they do have it going on and tapped out for the, the um, Treehouse of Horror. So that's still fun to be in the mood for that. And yeah, it's kind of great to hear that the Nintendo account will actually be going forward. Hopefully, it will be allow us to actually play some of the games that you downloaded onto your account. So if you are buying the digital games, hopefully, you can actually still use those going forward. But mm. Who knows? Maybe they'll charge us a upgrade fee, and you have to pay another uh, sixty dollars to <laughs> play Mario Wonder on Switch Two. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, just a couple of thoughts for me. Um, I'd say uh, the developer um, interview. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to reading through that. I might I might wait until I finish the game first, so I can kind of um, see all that they're talking about and and everything. But uh, always look forward to to those kind of things. And uh, about Doug Bowser, I think it's interesting the way he's phrasing different stuff like he's basically saying you know we're going to make sure that we communicate things well and and nintendo account allows us to do that and so he's definitely skirting around a lot of things he could be saying um i hope that everything goes as we want it to but uh who knows but uh, he wants to make sure that everybody understands it and they can communicate it well and so that was the biggest thing that he was kind of saying in this latest interview which um I was like, just just let us know. Just let us know. So we could do not have to like be freaking out and thinking you're gonna make a worse decision or something. <laughs> so that brings us into the headlines. We're gonna uh, quickly go over what games are coming up over the next couple weeks. But just a quick reminder, if you've not uh, followed us on social media, we're at Nintendo Fuse, and also we have a Discord. We'd love for you to join that. Uh, the link is in the description, but also in the YouTube, uh, the YouTube description and the show notes as well. But uh, looking to the next couple weeks, our next podcast is going to be recorded live on November 6th, 2023. But until then, we've, uh, we've, got some, we've got some games that are coming out. So we're going to be scrolling them as usual on the screen, uh, the video version, uh, thanks to Metacritic for that list. And some of those ones that you'll, you'll see on the screen, but just wanted to kind of highlight is uh, Archetype Arcadia comes out on October 24th. In fact, a lot of different games are coming out tomorrow on October 24th, including Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Collection, uh, Pickleball Smash, which I thought was funny because it's like Pickleball is taking over the world right now. Um, it's probably not going to be a great game, but of course there's a Pickleball game. Um, and uh, Just Dance 2024 um, and Roller Coaster, or that brings us to the, the, the highlights for October 24th. And then we also have Roller Coaster Tycoon... Uh, Adventures Deluxe, which is a weird name, but whatever. Um, but uh, that's uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. It is coming on uh, November or November first, sorry. And then My Time at Sandrock is coming on November second. Star Ocean: The Second Story R on uh, November second. WarioWare: Move It on November third. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC: The Hidden Treasure of Area Zero on November third. And Football Manager Touch 2024 also comes out on November 6th. So what are you guys going to be playing? Uh, any of those or anything else over the next couple weeks, Barry? Uh, now that I did Mario, I'm going to be doing Spider-Man 2 
on the PS5. And that's going to take me most likely into November. And November, like you said, right at the freaking start. Star Ocean, second story. Or WarioWare, Move It, and Pokemon Scarlet Violet, um, the second part of the DLC, are all games that I want to play. So I don't know the exact order. I mean, WarioWare is probably the quickest. I can probably get through that and, and move on to like Star Ocean or Pokemon. But uh, yeah, that's just the start of November. And uh, doing all that with a kid, that's that's fun. <laughs> Yeah. Greg, how about you? Probably mostly um, Super Mario Wonder. Um, the WarioWare game does sound very interesting. I did like how it's like kind of more themed, like the smooth moves on Wii with its more like about poses and stuff with the Joy-Con. So it does make it more enjoyable to get. But I don't know if it's going to be like an immediate day one purchase or what with that yet. But I'll probably be mostly just uh, wonder at this time and see where what game I jump into after that. Nice. Yeah, I think for, for me, it's, it's going to be a lot of wonder over the next couple of weeks and probably a little more uh, Tears of the Kingdom as well. I don't think uh, there's any of the new games that I'm definitely going to jump on. I did get a, a review copy of uh, the updated songs and everything for Just Dance, um, so it's 24. So I'll probably talk about that on the next podcast. Um, but uh, but yeah, probably going to be spending more time with Mario Wonder and uh, Tears of the Kingdom. And maybe I'll jump on a couple of those other games that are on my, my uh, back log that I have not touched in a while um, that Barry is disappointed in, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, yeah, I know uh, Greg's got to head off pretty soon, so we won't spend a whole lot of time here at the end, but uh, anything going on in your lives that are that's really exciting you want to talk about before we wrap up today, Barry? Uh, yeah, briefly, I just want to talk about uh, some pre-orders over at Premium Edition Games because we have uh, Anarchard and Lonesome Village up, and next week we have uh, Sunshine Anthology going up. But today, uh, Raji, second chance sale went up, and they, uh, they Bleed Pixels went up two weeks ago. So if you haven't picked up those, those are in stock. Uh, check them out. They're fantastic games, and make sure to get the pre-orders in uh, because those developers do great work, and uh, really they really appreciate the support, as we we. Cool. Cool. Greg, anything big going on in your world you want to talk about before we wrap up? Um, at least not really before the next podcast, but I know we got some plans and stuff. We're already looking at doing some Christmas-like viewings and stuff, getting tickets for like the local zoo and other stuff like that that's ongoing. And I did get some tickets to the Disney 100 event that's going to be here in Chicago. So that's also kind of exciting too. So um, pretty much that's Neither of those will be before the next podcast, but just fun stuff that's been being planned out for the just month of December. Cool. Cool. Well, one thing I'll put out there, uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you need a reason to jump over into our Discord, what I would love to do is uh, if you dress up as some sort of video game character, post a photo in our Discord this year. Um, maybe we'll do a little... little uh, uh, costume contest sort of thing this year. So look over there, post your photos. I'd love to see, uh, we would love to see um, if you dress up as a video game character this year and have some fun over in our Discord for Halloween. But uh, like I said, we're going to be back on November 6th, 2023 with episode 280. But uh, until then, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you next time. <laughs>